Again, this sicha is a Rashi sicha, the Parshas Masay. And again, we see, you know, the Rebbe asks very simple uh, questions like, you know, why did Rashi say it this way? Why didn't he say it the other way? Why did Rashi bring down from the Pasuk these words when he's only explaining the other words? Why did this Rashi change from the way the Rashi writes earlier? So this is like, uh, and you know, it's like difficult to find, you know, a, uh, an answer. So you say, okay, he just said it like that. He said it like that. It doesn't really mean. But again, the Rebbe Sicha is, gives you the exact translation, shows you exactly the words of Rashi. We're going to do a lot of diyukim, which means a lot of, nitpicking, you know, in the words of Rashi to try to find out exactly what Rashi is, uh, means over here. Um, the um, the Pasuk over here relates, in, in the Parshas Masay, the Pasuk relates a story that we already learned in Parshas Chukas. Uh, Parshas Chukas, we learned over there about the passing of uh, Aaron Hakoyen, that when they came to Hoyr Hohor, so Aaron Hakoyen passed away over there. And the way after the Torah tells us the story of Aaron Hakoyen, the Torah says over there, Vayishma Haknani Melech Arod, that the Knani, the king of Arod, heard that Ashebo Yisrael Derecho Asorim, that the Yidden have come by the ways of the spies, or Rashi has to shot them over there, and they went out to war against the Yidden. Okay, over there, Rashi also comments, we'll see a little bit later very specifically, but over there Rashi also comments that, um, that um, it is because of Aaron's passing, and the Anani HaKovid left them, uh, that's how come they started their uh, their fight. Uh, they went out to war against the Bnei Yisrael. But in our parsha again, the Torah goes through the various Masoyes. In the very part in Rishon of, of Masay, the Torah goes through the various Masoyes. So in Posik Perik Lamed Gimel, Posik Mem. So over there, the Posik talks about that they traveled, but they came to Hoir Hahor. So what does it say? It says, Vayishma uh, Knani, the Knani heard, and um, so first it says that the Knani heard, uh, so first it says, Va'arin, first it says, the Posik says in Posiklamet Ches, it says, Posiklamet Zayin, Vayishu Mekodesh, Vayachnu Bahir Hohor, so they camped over there. He went up to the mountains. It tells you exactly that is what? That is the month of Av. That's tomorrow. As the Rebbe will speak in the end of the Sicha, that the reason, one of the reasons is what we have it over here is because of Rosh of we want to talk about the greatness of Aaron. This is the day of his passing. Rosh <coughs> of uh, This is actually the uh, unique that the Torah should mention. Just by Aaron, the Torah mentions exactly 
the day that he passed away. Like for example, Moshe Rabbeinu, we know he passed away the seventh day of Adar, but it doesn't say anywhere in the Chumash. We have to figure it out by, you know, when you mourn for him, when they went to Ebrayar, and so we figure out when the 40 days were. So that we, we retract it, it comes to the seventh day of Adar. But here the Torah says quickly, clearly, Then the Torah says, Ba'arin ben Sholish Vasri Mashoni, he was hundred and twenty-three years old, Bahirahar, when he dies in the Hirahar. Then following that, the Pasik Mem, it says, Bayishma Knani Melech Arod, the Knani, the king of Arod heard, Vuhu Yoshev Banegev Beeretz Kinan, he was sitting on the south in the land of Canaan, Bevoy Bene Yisrov and he didn't come there. Um, now, doesn't say over here what took place over here, that there was a war and everything else, it doesn't say over here, but it just says, Vayishma Knani, he heard this, the, the Knani he heard. What did the Knani hear? Let's look in the Rashi Pasuk Mem, which is the Rebbe Sikh over here. So what did the Knani hear that when he didn't come? Pasuk doesn't even tell us exactly what happened. But we have to rely on the story that took place over there before in Parshas Chukas where we learned that the Kanani went out and waged a war against the Bnei Yisrael. We equate this in, in, in the Parshas Chukas in Perik uh, uh, Chof, in Pasuk Chof Beis, over there it says, They came to Hayrohor. And then further on, the Pasik tells you in Pasik Chavdalid, Yeosif Arin al Amov, that he should uh, pass away. Yeah, Perik Chavdalid, Pasik Chav, Perik Chav, Pasik Chavdalid. So, Akiloyo Velarshan Sativ Nei Yisrael, he's not going to come there. And he tells the whole story how Arin passes away, Perik Chav Hei, Pasik Chav Hei, Pasik Chavov, tells him to bring up a lozer. And Pasik Chav Zayin, by Chav Ches, continues the whole thing how he did. Then in Perik Aleph, it starts like this, Pasik Aleph. Vayishma hak, Vayishma haknani melech harod, Yoishev hanegev kibo Yisrael derecho asori, Vayilochem bi Yisrael, Vayishma menu shevi. So the knani melech harod, who sits in the negev, which seems like very similar to our Pasik over here, that we just read in the parsha of Masay. So he heard where Yisrael derecho asori, so, but over here the Pasuk continues, what did he do? He, he waged war against it and he captured. And the Pasuk continues there, They made a vow, Hashem listened to them and they beat him, they smite him totally. Uh, over there also Rashi says, What did he hear? He says, he heard that Aaron died and the Anane Kovit left them. Brings it on to Roshono. Then Rashi also adds, Ba'amolik, now, Ma'ulum Ritsus Mardus Lisrol. Rashi says that that Kanani Melacharod, Rashi explains over there, was actually Amolik. He pretended to be an Amolik because he wanted to trick the Yidden, they should daven, that he should give the, na- the other nation and they're really Amolikim and then. They're not going to be uh, successful in their prayer. That's why they pretended to be a Kanani. Really, they were a Molik. And they were Ma'olom Ritsuas Mardus Israel. 
Ritzuos Mardus means they're always a rebellious strap for the Yidden. They're always smiting, always beating against the Yidden. Mezumah Mecholais Leporonos, they're always ready for punishment. These two stories are the same, little referencing the same story that had over there. But the Rebbe is going to take both of these Rashi's and going to show you that it seems like there's a lot of changes between these two psukim. So put one, one place in this pasik and one in the other one, uh, and we'll, we'll look at both of them uh, when we get to it. But first of all, let's just analyze the Rashi in our parsha, in the parsha's Masi. The Rebbe is going to show to you over here in the end, the Rebbe is going to come out, that these are actually, it's the same story, but it's talking about two separate perspectives. From the same story, there's two different perspectives. The perspective in the Parshish Chukas is talking about Amalek. The perspective in our parsha is talking about the regular Kanani. We're not talking about Amalek, as the Rebbe will explain over there after the whole explanation. But first, let's go in the order and see the difficulties and the problems that the Rebbe has with the language in this Rashi. So, what does Rashi write over here? Let's read the Rashi over here by us. It says, Vayishma Knani Melacharot. Okay. So, the Kerem Melacharot, what did the Melacharot, what did he hear? Goimer. So, what does the Pasik say over here? So, in our Parsha, it says, It says where he was sitting, So, what did the Kanani hear over here? So Rashi says this, Kan Limdoch. Here, the Pasik is teaching you. So what would it seem like Rashi is trying to tell us over here? We will see that Rashi is trying to say, why is the Pasik all of a sudden when the Pasik is telling you the different Masois, why is he all of a sudden repeating to you the story what happened with the Kanani, that the Kanani Melacharod? Hurt. So Rashi's trying to tell you that's what it would seem like. Rashi's trying to tell you, so learned the Mefarshim, but the Rebbe is going to challenge that. That Khan Lindoch over here, the Pasik is teaching you, Shemises Arin Hi Hashemua. That what did he hear? He heard that Arin died. That is what he heard. We don't know what he heard. It's a Vish Maknani. It doesn't say what he heard. Actually, not over here and not in Parshish Chukas. It just says that Kanani heard. What do you hear? So the Torah is teaching you over here the reason the Torah is writing over here. The story of Ayishma Knani is the Torah is teaching you that what he heard was Mrs. Arin. How do we know? How does the Pasuk teach you over here? Because you see, over her, the Torah tells you about Aaron's passing. And then right away it says, Ayishma Knani. What else could he have heard? So they heard of Aaron's passing. So Khan Limdach. As opposed to before, so learned the Mepharshim, as Rebbe will bring down. Before in Parshish Chukas, over there it says differently. Over there it says, Vayish Maknani, that he came, that the Yidin came, that That's what it says over there. So over there we're not sure. It could be Vayir, Vayishma, that he heard Derechasorim. So we, over there we don't know exactly what he heard. But over here, 
it has to mean over there, it has to mean that he heard the death of Aaron. He heard that Aaron passed away. And therefore, since Aaron passed away, so therefore, Shanistalku Anani Kovit. So after Aaron's passing, you heard Aaron the Anani Kovit uh, have gone, have left them. Because Savur Shanitno Rishusli Lochambi Yisrael. He thought that there has been permission given to wage war against Israel. Okay. So, basically, what is Rashi explaining over here? And we'll see, we'll see. Look, I'll get back to this Rashi, the details. What part is Rashi explaining over here? What is the meaning of the word Vayishma? Vayishma said he heard. What did the Kanani hear? That's what we're trying to say. So Rashi says, what did he hear? He heard that Aaron passed away. That's the Vayishma. So the Rebbe says, if that's the case, we don't understand. So first of all, uh, to tell us that it is the Aaron, that, that that's what he heard, Rashi doesn't have to quote Vayishma Haknari. Rashi should just say Vayishma and not without the word Haknari. Why does Rashi quote Vayishma Haknari? Somehow Rashi is trying to Haknari. Okay, so why is the actual word Haknari? Number two, and again, you'll see the more questions are answered with the Rebbe's Pshat, then it means that the Rebbe's Pshat is really what Rashi means. That's why the Rebbe brings all these diyukim. To prove to you that Rashi means something different than what it would seem in the beginning. Okay, so Rashi begins with the words, as we say, Kan Limdach. Here the Pasuk is teaching you what does it mean? Here the post is teaching you. So in other words, you have some sort of a question. What is Rashi coming to tell us? Not exactly only what, what did he hear. But Rashi telling here is teaching you over here. In other words, it seems like Rashi is trying to tell you, like we were learning, why did the Pasuk have to write here the whole story again? even though we already learned it before in the portion of Chukas. So it teaches you to tell us that the Mises Arin is what he heard. In other words, if you just didn't have this Pasik, if you just learned Vayishma Knani Melacharod, we're not sure what exactly did Amoli, uh, what exactly did the Knani hear that brought him to wage war against the Yid. But the Torah repeats it again in order to tell you the story after the Torah repeats the, the Aris passing to tell you that it is the Mrs. Aaron, it is the Shemua. So if that is really what Rashi is trying to tell us over here, that the evidence for... Misas Ari. The Rebbe is going to say no. That can't be Rashi's meaning. Because at the end, the, the end, the last words in Rashi that we didn't quote before when the Rebbe wrote it over there, the Rashi ends with the words Lefikoch Chazar Vekosva. What does Lefikoch Chazar Vekosva mean? That's why he goes back and he wrote it. So, which means in the end, Rashi is addressing 
why did the Torah write the Pasuk? But that wasn't the issue in the beginning of Rashi. In the beginning of Rashi, when Rashi is trying to tell you that he taught you, he's teaching you that the death of Aaron is the news, that's not, why would Rashi repeat himself in the end of the Rashi to say the same thing over again? From this you can, you can see that that's not the question. Uh, so when he was going to learn by Yishma HaKnani, he wasn't addressing Chazor V'Kosva. At the end, is Chazor V'Kosva. You know, you know there is like a, a, a book they called What Was Bothering Rashi. Most of the time, Rashi just gives his commentary. Right? Rashi doesn't even tell you what his question is. Why? Because Rashi expects that it's an obvious question. So in a case like this, if Rashi wants to give an answer, a question, with his commentary, so in a place that Rashi finds it important to articulate what the question is, in other words, it's such a question which is not so simple and it's possible that the child who's five years old learning Chumash will not think of that question. So then Rashi places those words that express the question before he writes his commentary. So Rashi will tell you what his problem is so that the child should immediately know what Rashi is trying to answer with his question, with his, with his interpretation. In a situation be, where it's very obvious that uh, the question is a very simple question, so Rashi doesn't bring it out at all. He just begins his commentary. And, uh, and then Rashi doesn't have to say it at the end what the question is. So if Rashi tells you Lefika Chazar V'Kosva, that's why he wrote it again. This clearly is saying that Rashi is telling you why does it have to be written again? If this was Rashi's problem, why does Rashi write it in the end? Either Rashi doesn't have to write it at all, or it's a question that becomes now. And that's why Rashi says that. But we can't say that this is what Rashi had in mind when he started off in the beginning of his pirush, uh, that Kan Lindoch is trying to tell you why the Pasuk is teaching us again. So therefore, only after Rashi explains Kan Lindoch, which comes to answer something else, we can't say this is the question, which is a very obvious question. So Rashi doesn't have to say what it is. Then Rashi adds, that through this we can also understand this commentary, we can also understand, uh, even though it's not a Namamasha question, but uh, either it's not a question or the question only is because of what his commentary that he writes, Chazor V'Kosva. So, the Rebbe's basic understanding question is, what is the simple question on Vayishma Knani that Rashi is trying to explain over here, Khan Limdoch? What the Rebbe is saying over here, it says, Vayishma Haknani, over here. Why did the Torah all of a sudden, when it's talking about the death of Aaron, 
all of a sudden the Torah tells you, oh, Vayishma Kanani, the Kanani heard. Why are you telling me? We learned it in Pashas Chukas. It doesn't even say in this Pasik that he waged war with them. It just says Vayishma Kanani. Why are you telling me? Oh, so Rashi, you're tempted to say that Khan over here, Limdoch, so the Pasik is writing over here. Vayishma Knani after Aaron's passing. Because so you should know what is the meaning of Yishma HaKanani. Before you learned in Pashas Chukas, the Kanani heard. It didn't say what he heard. So the Pasik is teaching you over here. Oh, this is what you, what he heard. But the Rebbe says, that's why he's repeating. But the Rebbe says, we can't say that this is what Rashi is meaning. Because of the last words in this Rashi, because Rashi addresses it when he says, Lefikoch. Therefore, he repeated and he wrote it again. Here is what Rashi is addressing why it's repeated. But this is not the first question. The first question is a mysterious question. We don't know. We need to answer. But the Rabbi is just telling you can't say that this is the meaning of. You can't say this is the meaning. This can't be the Kam Limdoch. Rashi has a question. The Rashi doesn't put the answer to the question at the end of his commentary. If it's not obvious by itself, Rashi writes it in the beginning of the commentary. So Rashi should say, not ending with that, or just write Kam Limdoch without writing the Fikachazer Vekosva at the end. So or else it should be right in the beginning. You should write off, Rashi should start off, either just write the words as he does, Kan Limdoch, and not add the words in the end of the Rashi, Lefikachazer Vekosva. Or he should start it with Lefikachazer Vekosva, or he shouldn't write anything if that's what's coming to answer. But you can't have Rashi's answer after his commentary. So it turns out that in the beginning he has a different question what he's saying, which is mysterious. We don't know yet. We need to have a shot for that. But we know it doesn't mean the Lefika Chazar Vekosva, because the Lefika Chazar Vekosva Rashi addresses later on. The Lefika Chazar Vekosva only becomes questionable after Rashi's commentary, up till there, Shamei Sarin, or it's something which answers it, makes it more comfortable, and the Rebbe explains Okay, the other question the Rebbe also asks look the order in the Rashi. What does Rashi say? That he tells you, Shahashmua. Rashi says, Shemises Arno Ashmua, and Rebbe says that he should have said it the opposite, Shahashmua, Mrs. Aren. What are we explaining here? We're explaining it what he heard. By Yishma, what did he heard? So Rashi should say, Shahashmua, Mrs. Aren. But Rashi says the other way around, Shemises Arno Ashmua. We'll see. The Rebbe is going to explain this very well at the end. But the Rebbe is going to say that actually this whole point of this psukim over here is about Mrs. Arim. That's the whole Kiddush over here, as the Rebbe will explain later on. And in four, the Rebbe asks a very, a very simple question. We learned earlier, I showed you the Rashi before, in Parshas Chukas, Rashi already says, Shoma Shemes Arim. 
So we already know it before. So why does Rashi tell us Kan Limdoch She Mitzvah And then it says Lefika Chosov Vekosva. What do you mean? You know it already from the portion of Chukas. You know already that Rashi already explained it over there. That Meisarin. That that that's what the Shemua. This is not something that we need over here. But basically, I told you before, this is the way the Meforshim learn. This last question, the Meforshim answer, they say like this, that in Parshish Chukas, after it says, Vayishma Knani, the Pasuk continues and says that, Kibo Yisrael Derecha Asorim. It says what they heard over there. So over there, if you just want to learn it in that Pasuk, you can say, that Ishmaqnani does not apply to what took place before, uh, not the Mrs. Arin, which the Torah writes about before, but Vaishmaqnani Kibo Yisrael. Look in the parsha, look in the Posik in Chukas over there. So over there you can say that Vaishma Yisrael is before Kibo Yisrael Darachai Sol, that's Vaishmaqnani. So therefore, from there, it's not a proof what Vaishma means. But it's only in our Pasik where there's nothing else. Just a Vaishmaknani. It doesn't say anything else that happened over there. So it must be that it comes to the story of the Mississauri. So how come Rashi says over there that Mississauri? So the first we say, because that we know from our Pasik. So basically they're saying that Rashi over there knows it from our Rashi, from our Pasuk over here. Basically, again, so where do we know that the Shmua is Meis Arim? That the Shmua is Meis Arim, what the Kanani here. Rashi says, over there, how do we know, where do we know that the Shmua is Meis Arim? So, the, Mephoshim, the way the Mephoshim say, we know it from our Pasuk, because in our Pasuk there is nothing else happening, so it must be applying to the Misasari. In the other Pasuk, we don't have a proof. Why does Rashi say it over there? Because Rashi means from this Pasuk. Well, that's according to Mephoshim, but the Rebbe doesn't buy into that, because that wherever Rashi says a commentary, which he knows it, the proof of the commentary comes from a Pasuk later on, which the student hasn't learned yet, he points to and he tells you that the proof for his commentary is from this Pasuk. But in Parshish Chukas, Rashi says that Ari, he heard that Aaron died, and he doesn't bring any proof from our Pasuk. So therefore, we have to say that the commentary, that this is, is, is evident from that Pasuk itself. So since in that Pasuk itself, we already know that it's talking about Aaron, so why is Rashi telling over here that a kan limdoch? Something is is a miss over here. So the Rebbe continues like this. The explanation of this is as follows. This that uh, Rashi says over here, we have to look that kan limdoch. What is Rashi intending over here? Is saying when you look at the Rashi, he says shemisas arin hi hashmua shenistalka nekovet. If you look at the Rosh over here, over here, the Pasuk is teaching you that it's the Misas Aaron is the Shemua. And then he says they moved. Look the Loshin in Parshish Chukas. Over there Rashi says, Shoma Shemais Aaron, 
v'nistalku anane kovet. Two things. Over here, the Pasig is teaching you that it's only the Mrs. Ari. She Mrs. Ari Nashmur. Not Vinistalko Nanikovit. Compare it, if you compare it to the Rashi, there's only one thing. Mrs. Ari Nashmur. She Nistalko that's happened. That's not what he heard. Over there it says that Nistalku Ananiya Kovit. Over there it's both. That he heard about Mrs. Ari and also Nistalko. But in our Pasik, the Rashi says, Misas Arin, he Hashmur. That the happening of Arin, that is the only thing that he heard. Rashi only answers, not as an addition to Vayishmak Nani, that also, but an explanation, Shenistalku, Anani HaKovet. What he heard was that he died. And then this is explains that why did the Shmua Shemes Aren bring about arousing him a desire to wage war against the Eden. That was that during the death of Aaron, Aaron's passing, the uh, Anana Kovet left, and therefore he thought that he has a right to wage war be Israel. But what he heard was Aaron's death. Uh, but this sounds very difficult. Uh, we don't read anywhere about the uh, clouds moving. Here we're saying, Bayishna uh, Knani over there in Parshas Chukas means here two things. Heard that Ari passed away and there's no Anani Kovit, doesn't say there. And our Parsha, we're saying that it's just about Aaron's passing. Why? Why? We're, how do, why do we say there are not a COVID and here we're saying just Aaron's passing? And there's another thing. So you're going to say only Aaron's passing, not not a COVID, because it doesn't say in the passing. It says Vayishma, but they're talking about Aaron's passing. It doesn't say about the not a COVID. But why over here we have this explanation? There's another change Rashi says in the Rashi. The Rabbi says, look at the Rashi clearly. And you'll see uh, there's a difference. In the Parshish Chukas, Rashi adds... Over there about Amalek, that Amalek, that Amalek was always a strap beating up against the Yidden. He was always ready for punishment to, 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 to start with Yidden. But in our Pasik, Rashi doesn't bring it down. Nothing about Amalek. But here, Rashi gives another matter that he doesn't say, Pashas Chukas, that he thinks that there's permission to fight Yidden. The Rebbe said these two, ch- these two changes will give you a whole insight that these are two separate uh, matters, Rashi explanations. As far as the fact that Rashi doesn't say here that Amolik was always Melur Tzuas, so maybe that you can say that's not a question because he doesn't have to repeat it a second time. But the second problem, how come over Rashi over here doesn't say that detail of before, he thought that there was permission given. Why does Rashi not say that in the Parshas Chukas? He leaves it for our Pasuk. Why doesn't he say the first time? So the Rabbi said like this, we have to say uh, that when it says here, follows this that Rashi says by us, that it's only Misas Aren, he has 
In other words, if we learn, like the Rashi says here, that Mrs. Aaron is the Shemua, so then we need. Uh, that's the only minute. So that means like this: the parshas chukas urvayishmaknani means also that the clouds of glory left them. Over there, we don't have to need the explanation that he's given. He thought there was permission to fight, but in our pasuk, since with vayishmaknani, we're only talking about Mrs. Aaron, and we're not talking about the clouds of glory. So that's why we need the explanation of Kosovar Shenit Norishos. The Rebbe has explained it. So the Rebbe explains all this. After the words Vayish Maknani in Parshas Chukas and also in our Sedra, the Torah relates the Posik. The Posik says that the Knani was in the Negev. But the Rebbe looked at the difference between the two Psukim. In the Parshas Chukas it says, Haknani Melech Harod Yoshev HaNegev. So that the Knani sits in the Negev. That means he is Yoshev HaNegev. That is a description in which he describes the king of Arod. The king of Arod is a Yoshev HaNegev. But in our Pasuk, when the Torah says Haknani Melech Harod, he gives you an extra. It's not described. He says, Vuhu Yoshev HaNegev. In other words, the description is only Knani Melech Harod. When the Hu Yeshiv Negev is merely as uh, relates to you that where he was when the Yidden came, but that's not his description. So, what does it mean from this change of the Pasik? It seems that in this story of Ayishma Aknani, of our Sedra, the Torah is telling us something new in what he heard, which caused him to wage war with the Yidden. In the Parshas Chukas, where the Pasik describes him as a Yeshev HaNegev, which is Amolik, because Amolik is a Yeshev HaNegev. He's a Negev, because it says Amolik, Yeshev is a Negev. So over there, the Pasik is talking about something which would uh, cause only Amolik to wage war with Yid. But Yishma Aknani Yeshev HaNegev, something like that, because as Rashi says, Amolik was always ready to fight the Yidin. But in our Pasik, the Torah tells us about something which would cause even a regular Knani. Not, it doesn't have to be a Yishma Neged. Somebody who is not a Ritzul Marlis, somebody who is not like an Amolik, to wage war with Yidin. So that's why we'll understand that in his commentary in our Pasuk, the Rashi's language is different than the commentary in Parshish Chukas. Amalek, that he's always been a Ritzua Mardus Yisrael. So he's always ready to wage war against the Yidin. He doesn't think about whether there is permission to give war with the Yidin or not, as we see very clearly that even during the life of Aaron, when there were, so he didn't stop. He didn't look for permission. And there were clouds over there. And, and you can't say that you had permission to wage war, and still he started the war. So Rashi therefore learns that Vayishma Knani 
which is the Amalek, which is Parshas Chukas, doesn't mean uh, the, he heard just the Aaron's passing, but he, the result of his passing, which means that there's no more Anani Kovet. That's where Rashi adds by Anani Kovet. As long that there were the Anani Kovet, he was, not that he didn't want to fight them, but he was not able, he didn't have the opportunity to fight the Jews because they were always circled and they were always protected through the clouds. But as soon that he heard Shoma Shemes Aaron, and then Vinistalku Ananekovet, the main thing there's no Ananekovet, is Baldur Elochem Bisro. So by him, he needed a reason, Amalek, how he can start fighting with the Yidden. So he was a Knani Melech Yoshev Anegev. He was one of his name. As opposed to our Apostle, what Vayishma Knani means that he was convinced to go to the war as a Knani, not as an Amalek. So it's just as a Knani, not, not the Amalek who is disguised in the Knani. So Rashi emphasizes and he says, Misas Arin hi That it's Arin's death, Arin's passing is the Shmur. Because of that possibility of his uh, created through Ananakovit uh, being moved, that would not be enough for him, a Knani, not being a Molek, uh, to wage war with Yidin. He only did this because he heard that Mace Arim, and therefore he thought that it was already permission given to wage war with Yidin. That's why he was doing it. So, not just because there is no Anani Kovet. So now we can also understand why Rashi quotes the words by Ishma Knani. Because even though that with his commentary that Mrs. Arin is the Shmua, he's only that he only heard about Mizarin, he's only translated the word by Yishma, because Rashi wants to emphasize that our Posik is speaking of, of such a news which Vaishma Knani, just a Knani, would wage him to make war against the Yid. So this would be all good and fine. It's almost like two stories. One story has to do with a Knani, which is an Amaleki, which is the portion of Chukas. Over there, over there, what wages him to war is just the opportunity because there is no uh, uh, clouds over there. In our Pasik, the Pasik is teaching us specifically about the Knani, that what, that it's nothing to do because there was no clouds over there. It has to do the fact that Mrs. Aaron, and therefore he thinks now there's permission to go fight them. But Amalek doesn't need that. That's the regular Knani. The problem is, these are not really two stories. This is one of the same story. So we're not talking about one story about a Knani, a Malik, and one story about another Knani. The Rebbe is making it to two stories. So the Rebbe says, it's self-understood, the Rebbe continues, that in Vayishma Knani, in our Pasuk, we're repeating the same story that has been related in the Parshas Chukas, which means that in actuality he was an Amalek. So therefore it's understood that Vayilochem be Yisrael, why did he wage war? Now, Pasuk doesn't even say that he waged war. But why did he wage war over there? He came in because it was Ritzua Mardas, Hulu. And therefore, he's ready to wage war with the Yidden, not considering whether there is permission or not. And the reason why the Torah changes over here and it says, Buhu Yoshev 
So that's why Rashi is explaining, that's why Rashi says uh, that he's trying to teach us uh, with here. So the person is trying to tell us that even if he wasn't and did not have the characteristic of a Molech, and he would only be in a Knani, in other words, a hypothetical situation, so he would still wage war because he thought that there was permission given to wage war against him. But this is very hard to accept this. Why would the Torah tell us something which never happened in actuality? It's only in a matter, matter of a hypothetical. It might have, if he, if Amalek, if Kanani wasn't Amalek, and it was only a Kanani, and then he would still wage war because he thought that there was permission given when in reality it was Amalek who waged war because he got the first opportunity because you know there's no more, uh, uh, there's no more Anani Akobet. And that's why Rashi changes around the Losh and says, Kan Limdoch, Shemisas Arin Hi Hashmur. That he teaches you, not the Shmur of Mrs. Arin, but Arin Mrs. Arna Shmur. In the story of Mrs. Arin our Parsha, we tell us many details that are not in the portion of Chukas. The way that he passed away, Al Pi Hashem, that means that Shemes bin Ishikri died with a kiss from Hashem. The time of the Istalkas, we know that it happened on the 40th year. Chodesh was the first day of the month of. of and how old he was, Ba'arim ben Sholish Vasir Master of Mesa, that he was 123 years when he passed away. All these details are not in the Parsha's Chukas. So, since in our Parsha it tells us many important details in connection with the passing of Arin, which are not related in the portion of Chukas, so that's why is Kan Lindoch Shemisas Arin Hiyashmua. Over here, the Torah teaches you, this is the key over here that it's the Mises Arin is the Shemua. In other words, in here, in this Parsha, where he's intended to tell you many different details of Mises Arin, Khan, the Torah teaches you another detail in this idea, in this concept, that shows the great importance of the Mises Arin. That the death of Arin of itself, Mises Arin, is the was that that which impacted of the Kanani to wage war with the Yidden. And it's not as a result of Mrs. Arin, which is the removal of the clouds of glory, uh, which can impact Amalek. But the Torah wants to tell you just Amalek. This is a description, basically, of the greatness of Arin. Because through Mrs. Arin, he thought that there is permission to wage war against the Yidden. And that way we also understand the change of language that in our Posik, different than the Parsha's Chukas. Over there it says, Vayishma Knani, as a story by itself. And in actuality it was Amalek. He just changed his language to speak in the language of Canaan. So therefore the Torah says, Yoishev HaNegev. But in our Posik, the story of Yishma Knani is related in association with Aaron's passing. This is a story apart to bring out that the Yidden lost and they suffered through his passing that now the Vaishma Knani. So that's why we hear it says Vaishma Knani, because in this uh, way, bringing it out, it will bring out the great, the, the very great loss that Mrs. Aaron causes. Even somebody who's not the Molik was great to attack the Yidden 
over here. So the Torah tells you who not that he's a Yeshiv and Egg. He's not telling you about Amalek, trying to tell you, look what happened to us when Aaron died, that anybody would start up with us, not even the Amalek. And that's why Rashi says, Kam Limdoch That here he teaches you it's the Mrs. Aaron of the Shmuel. And not the Shmuel is Mrs. Aaron, because the intent is from teaching you in our Posik is not this idea that the Knani heard. This Posik is telling you, Mrs. Aaron, Kalimdoch, she Mrs. Aaron. This shows on the greatness of Aaron, it were all out. This Posik is here teaching you Aaron's specialty. Aaron's specialty was such that everybody would start up with the not even somebody like Amolik. And that's why the Torah doesn't bring it out, doesn't mention here Amolik, doesn't tell you Yeshiva Negev, which means Amolik. Over there it tells you the Knani. Look what the Torah started up with uh, the passing of Adam. So, yet, after all the above, we still have to understand how come so many more important parts of this passing Aaron are in said a second time, but not in the Pasha's Chukas where it says the first time. So we're saying that the reason the Kanani is because of the story of Aaron. But how come Aaron's long story is told all these extra details that the Rebbe mentioned before? The, how old he was and, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, what day he passed away. So the Rebbe says in a simple way, it's not a question, because we find in many places like that, but still it's not something which is very smooth, especially that we're talking about the journeys of Bnei Yisrael, but not in Porsche Chukas. Why do we bring in, in the Arab about Aaron in the middle of the Mas of Bnei Yisrael? And this is one of the ideas in the initial Torah, which is this Rashi. The time that we read Parshish Masi is always very close to the Shkodesh Menachemov. And since every year and year it is a renewed in the time that what took place in the first time, so therefore the Torah places the time of Mrs. Aaron, which is as as well as some other main parts of Aaron's passing in the portion of Masih. And therefore we can also learn a lesson as far as keeping the shiurim of the learning of Chumash with Rashi, and also the shiurim of Tehillim and Tanya, self-understood in addition to the other set shiurim every day, that every day you have to learn it, each part in its day, and you can't put it off from one day to another day, because the shir of every day belongs to that day. So now we need, when we're talking in the Parshas Masay, we need, we're talking about Aaron's passing. When you keep the Takonis uh, of the Rebbe, our leader, and we go in his ways in general, we will go from journey to journey. We will come to Yard Yerechei, which hints and points to Mashiach, Moirach Vidoin. He, uh, by the smell, he will judge. And then we will turn around uh, these days, very soon. Mesih Shabbos Parshas Masih Toshin Chavzayim.